Today's Q&A is about the zoo, and the question is, we're planning a trip to the zoo, and is, is there anything we should know or learn about kashras while we're there? So, there's lots and lots of kashras information that you could see firsthand at the zoo, with, with very minimal effort. The simplest is um, that the Torah says that kosher animals are the ones which chew their cud and have fully split hooves, and both of those are pretty easy to notice. Animals that chew their cuds, like cows, giraffe, antelopes, oryxes, and yaks, seem to like always be chewing as if they got a piece of bubble gum in their mouth. Um, so that's pretty easy to notice them now. But then you'll notice that camels and other animals that are related to them, like alpacas and llamas, are also chewing their cud. And we know that those are not kosher. Um, so the, the truth is that the Torah says specifically there are three species of animals that do that. That means they chew their cud but don't have split hooves. And the gumball, the camel, is one of them. There's different opinions about what the other two are, but gumball is one of them. And the reason why, so the reason why camels are not kosher is because they chew their cud, but their hooves are not split all the way through. Now, to see split hooves is not as easy as seeing an animal chewing its cud, and you have to get a little closer to the animal to see that. Um, a hoof is like a nail, it's sort of like a nail, and it covers the bottom of the animal's foot. And if you look at that part, in a, if you look at the deer at the bottom of the foot in a deer or sheep or another kosher animal, you'll see that the hoof is split right through, right down the middle, as if into two separate toes, so to speak. Now, if you look in countries, you look at a horse's hoof, you'll see it's not split at all. And if you look at a camel's hoof, you'll see that it is partially split, but there's a padding on the bottom of the foot that uh, goes under all the, so to speak, toes, and that's why it's not split all the way through. Now, that, just as an aside, that feature, that padding helps it, the, the camels be more stable while they walk on the sand in, in the desert. Anyhow, so Torah tells us there is there there is there is one animal that has split hooves but doesn't chew its cud, and that's the pig and the related animals like a warthog. Um, so they have the, the opposite, where they they have uh, split hooves but they do not chew their cud. Now another thing is that you'll notice that just about every animal which has horns is kosher. Actually, some people hold that it's the one sheet in the Gemara says is saying that a horn proves that animal's kosher. That's a question whether that's what the Gemara says. One opinion holds like that. So if you see animals with unusual horns, like an eland or an addicts or a moose, you can be pretty sure that what you're looking at is a kosher animal. Now, you sh at the same time, you have to be aware that in most species, only the males have horns, but not the females. Also, antlers. Antlers are branched horns that you find on animals that are like a deer. They get shed <clears throat> for a few months every year. So those animals also will not have, you know, for those months of the year, those animals will not have any horns. And there are some animals <clears throat> that are kosher, like chevrotains and musk deer and swallows, that don't have horns at all. So the lack of horns doesn't mean the animal is not kosher, but the presence of horn is a pretty good indication that the animal you're looking at is a kosher animal. Now, talking about horns, you should just be aware, this is not a per se, that a shifer cannot be made from antlers, Again, those are the branched horns that come like on um, the branch and they're solid that come on deer and animals like that. Or for, uh, from ossicones. Ossicones are the horn-like things that are on giraffes and okapis. Um, and the horns, horns of any animals in the cow family, all those cannot, and from certain other ones, cannot be used for making a shifer. Um, so <clears throat> not every single horn or horn-like item is kosher for a shifer. And the preference is to actually always use horns from a ram. Okay, but that's really beyond what we have to talk about. Now, moving from animals to birds, 
things get a little more complicated because the Torah doesn't tell you how to know which bird is kosher or not kosher. All it tells you is the names. It tells you the names of the, a bunch of all the non-kosher birds and doesn't tell you how to look at a bird and tell if it's kosher. Chazal tells us um, certain features that we could look for uh, <clears throat> and, and we could figure out from which animal, whether a bird is kosher. And two of those features are pretty easy for anybody to see. One is that when uh, most birds, kosher or treif, stand on a pole or a wire, what they do is they put three of their fingers on the front of the pole and one finger behind it. If a bird perches with two fingers in the front and two in the back, that's a sign that this is a non-kosher bird. So that's the three and one is not a sign that it, that it is kosher, but two and two, two in the front and two in the back, is a sign that the animal is not kosher. The bird is not kosher. Another is, the other sign that we have is, is that there are some some Paiskim of the opinion that if a bird which has webbed feet and a wide bill is is that in itself is a simon that it's kosher, and that includes most geese and ducks. Now, um, that while that's true that that's a simon for a kosher bird, um, the custom Ashkenazim's custom is that we only eat the handful of birds that we have in Masoretic that they're kosher. So. Just not every duck and every goose, even even ducks or geese, are going to be kosher. Uh, only the specific uh, types that we know that we have a Masoretic that they're kosher. Okay, and one last thing is to think about is what the animals eat. And that is, animals, of course, don't have to eat kosher, and they can eat it if they want to, but there are certain tray foods which not only can't we eat, but we're not allowed to have hanar from them, we can't have any benefit of them, uh, and which means is we can't feed them to our pets. And just like we can't feed them to our pets, we can't feed them to zoo animals either. The two most common examples of foods that are asabahana are chametz on Pesach and basabahal, which means milk and meat that were cooked together. So there, and there are definitely pet foods that have these things, that have chametz in them or basabahal. <clears throat> and sometimes the animal feed you buy at the zoo to feed to the animals could have them also. So you have to pay attention to make sure you don't have one of those in there so you won't be violating the isser of. Having a from Basabachalov or from Hans.